Hello, Sorensen Sound. I'm re-watching Gilmore Girls. I watched it for the first time um, in, like, seventh grade, I want to say. And I've rewatched it several times since, and now I just kind of pick and choose which parts I want to- whatever I'm feeling. And I can safely say, it is never season one. The season itself, great. I just hate Dean. Um, although Jared Padalecki, obviously a beautiful man. Nothing against him. I feel like a lot of people tend to hate the actors or actresses when they dislike a character, which on the one hand is a compliment because it's great acting, but how are you like that daft? I, I don't know, kind of crazy. Uh, but I rewatched a bunch of the Logan episodes and then I got to season six and I was like, no, I, I can't do this right now. And now I'm back to the Jess episodes and I love Jess so much. I always... I don't know. I guess I forget. I don't know how. But just I I him and Logan both amazing. I think that I don't I don't know. It's hard. That's not what that's not the point of this conversation. It's just that for me I really I think this is just exacerbated like being in Shanghai where everything is very delivery oriented. And it's really not about, like, going out into the world, not really about engaging with a lot of things other than through a phone. Like, like everything is geared towards the phone. Even websites are really outdated because it's just all formatted to the phone. Because if you don't know, when you make a website, it's different versions because obviously different screen sizes and everything you have to adjust. So literally everything is made for, like, the mini programs and these different apps, which is very cool in its own ecosystem. But it's just, I mean, ultimately not something I'm used to. But even in the U.S., I'm a bit delayed in a lot of senses. Like, I hate Venmo. I hate stuff like that. Um, It's useful and I have to use it on some level because that's just what works for other people. And at some point, being accommodating outweighs preference um, if you want to be a (laughs) decent human being on some level. But... It is kind of interesting that it's gone a bit full circle in a way, like, so if you don't know, uh, economics was formerly a term just used for the home. It wasn't until, like, late, like, mid-1800s, I want to say. I should know this, and I do, I just can't, my brain's been a little foggy lately, um... But anyway, prior to that, it was just used to talk about the home and not, like, typical economics not the economy that was something more reserved for like functioning of home life and that was a very important role especially like in ancient greece aristotle be writing about the economics of the home and stuff like that and that's why they would call it home economics for the longest time whenever home ec whenever that was still a thing i honestly don't know when they stopped making that a class in like american high schools and whatever but it's just because on some level running a home it's a lot like running a small business, like you have to have inventory, know when you're doing things, there's a lot to balance in a life, like a life is a difficult thing to upkeep, which is something I've naturally been thinking about, moving to a new city, trying to set up a routine, doing okay, and now I'm kind of failing a bit miserably, like I'm crashing and burning currently, and I'm sure it's self-sabotage on some level, and my subconscious is telling me that I made the wrong decision, even though I do really like Shanghai, I think it's just... 
I know how difficult it is for me to make this kind of move. It's what I first experienced when I went to Northeastern in Boston. Um, and luckily when I moved to New York, I already had a bunch of friends and I knew what I was getting into kind of thing. And it was easy for me to move to New York. But I also think on some level that was another subconscious thing of like, yeah, New York is just a place I kind of innately felt comfortable. It was a way of life that like made sense to me. And then in London, things also made sense. So it didn't get too dicey either. Um, but here, where even though it's great, it just doesn't fit my lifestyle. And that's okay, too, you know. Um, but the point of the full circle home economics kind of statement is that with everything being delivered to you, life is very much centered around the home again. There's obviously different responsibilities and less, honestly. But it's just the idea that like a lot takes place at home. And when you're thinking about like cell phones or the Walkman or just anything of that variety where it was formerly you could only listen to music like in the car or at home, like that's it. And you can only call people from a landline and that's it. And so you had to be home a lot and you could kind of cultivate your own world, extroverted or introverted, and that's just how you get into hosting. And I think that's kind of why holding dinner parties isn't as common anymore because it's just all outsourced, like home economics outsourced, thus the economy is us looking outwards now rather than inwards. And yeah, it's just really, it was interesting to think about and then to see in the show where it's filmed, I think the first season came out in 99, I want to say, and it goes through the early 2000s. And that's, I mean, that's when I was growing up, 2001, baby. Ah, ha, ha. Um, but that's like the kind of technology that I'm more comfortable with, where it's just like, you get a CD, you listen to it, like you listen to an album, you get a book, you write in it, and then you trade books with your friends, and you talk about it, and that's just kind of the life that I prefer, and it's weird because it's not that I was born in the wrong era or something like that, I was born in the right era because I experienced it, it's just no longer relevant, and that kind of gets into a lot of qualms I have about innovation in general, where I'm just like, I I just really hate when innovation for innovation's sake is not an evolution of any kind. It change for the sake of it is not an improvement per se. Like, if nothing else, there's so much technology that's become so a part of everybody's everyday life that whenever something new comes out, it's like I have to get over like this initial like change, like the there's phrases for this but I'm blanking on all of them but it's just like a difficulty of use of interface even if that's like oh this new app is popular I have to adjust to its intricacies and understand like a social element of like what it means if I do this rather than just the utilitarian function of an app and I hate it (laughs) like I hate that that's like where life takes place because it used to take place in the home or like at local records shops or bookstores and the thought of those not being there is really like deeply bothersome to me and so when I now live in a neighborhood where there's like nothing around me and I don't want to go outside and I'm at home but we've gone full circle in life so nothing is 
currently at home, but they're trying to bring it back by like ordering things and the only fuel of life force is consumerism. Uh, it's not for me and it's really affecting me actually in a bad way and it's not going well. And I'm trying to figure out how to force myself out of the house, but then you're weird if you're like that. <laughs> like it's strange if you're someone that just wants to look it is cool though that a lot of people here this is ragging on the times to be clear i really do love shanghai even though it's a mismatch it was the idea of this thing called i don't remember the term in mandarin but they just call it city walk and they'll be like oh yeah do you want to go on a city walk i heard like this neighborhood is cute or i heard this street is cute and that's why whenever i get recommended something they'll just be like oh like go to this road or whatever and just like walk along there it's really nice and I really like that concept, and that's what I like to do. It's just kind of like a, it's sometimes like as a introvert and the general depression of moving, it's hard to actually get out of the house at first. And so I'm trying to figure out how to do that better and how to make it seem like, because like, when you're not used to a place, your brain naturally wants to try and take in all the information and... So while I'm still getting used to things, it's a lot of energy for me to go out and do stuff. And so I'm trying to figure out how to like get that energy to get up and go early when I'm already like kind of depressed introvert person. And then how to like not be overwhelmed by the experience of the city walk. Even if it's something I enjoy, there can still be a degree of overwhelm. Um, thinking about the, the 10 things I hate about you. And she says, you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? And honestly, just so real of her. It makes you want to look into the origins of the word. But I won't. Maybe I will. I do, that's the one thing I like about the internet is that it's so convenient to be able to look things up and you kind of get into this headspace of like, oh, like I wouldn't know anything if I couldn't just Google whatever at the touch of a screen but in the show like they know so much niche history about the things that they really care about and you're able to cultivate your own worlds a lot more thoroughly because you have to actually seek out the information it's so much it's happenstance and there's kind of that trend in social media where it's kind of like a backhanded thing where it's people will like look at a celebrity or a situation and say that everything I've learned to get about this has been against my will and yeah, every, a lot of social media is against your will. Like, there's, it's not as though there wasn't, like, subliminal messaging and other forms of media prior to the internet, but it's certainly a lot worse, and there's that whole conspiracy theory that the government, like, makes, makes memes and then recirculates them. And while I don't, like, maybe that's true, maybe it's not, I don't super care, it's kind of not the point, it's just that, like, companies going viral on TikTok or Twitter or clapping back. It's like, this is corporate America. That's bizarre. Like, that is strange. Um, it's kind of what gets to me. And I've deleted most of my social media, but then I've had Instagram for so long that that's where, like, a lot of communication and expression is allowed to take place. And it is, like, weird to get rid of it. But now that I'm five years out, I think, from deleting everything else, that I had felt that way about after high school. Like, I feel like I feel completely, I feel autonomous about social media. Can I get an amen? Amen. Um, 
makes me really want to delete Instagram. So, yes, that's what I have to say. Um, but also, for the first time in a long time, I binge ate today, which was weird. Because it just hasn't been, it hasn't felt like this in a very long time. And I really thought that I was past this kind of point. But I just got home and I was like, I'm gonna, I got like some snacks in the grocery store just so that I don't have to keep ordering whenever I need or want. I guess I don't need snacks. But then I just ate all of my snacks. And in my head, I was like, these snacks will last me like a few days. No. <laughs> uh, that was not the case. So I didn't eat a ton today in general. So calorically, like maybe it balances out. But the point of like anything is considered binging if like it's characterized by the feeling of being out of control. And like in the moment, like I was very much full, like the whole time I was full and I was like, I'm just going to keep going. Why not? And luckily I'm in therapy here so I can talk to my therapist about it tomorrow. So lucky that that session's tomorrow because sometimes... That's the funny thing about therapy is, like, something will happen you'll be like, oh, I have to remember to talk about this, but then, like, a few days will pass and you'll be okay. And it's like, do I really have to still talk about this? And it's crazy how much, I mean, it can give you perspective because it's like, oh, everything is momentary. But it's then jarring at how deeply, at least for me, I don't know if this is normal, how deep, how deeply the momentary uh, affects me, I guess. So that's my spiel. On that I also should have put a trigger warning for binge eating but yeah it's bizarre and I think it also I think it's partially because I can like visually I think that I have gained a bit of weight since being here and I feel a bit out of control like I said and so it's like eating disorders are always characterized by feelings of control and so in a place where I have nothing, so metaphorical, but I stuff myself with feelings, or stuff my feelings with food, you know? And in New York, if I ever was stressed, I like, I was never really anorexic, or at least in New York when I was younger, that's up for debate, um, as in I was, but I was, anyway, besides the point, um, but it would just be like whenever I had that feeling when I was trying to when I was in you're always in recovery from an eating disorder like it's like alcoholism where it's where it affects your brain so it's a constant recovery and so but when I was starting recovery in New York whenever I had that feeling wanting to binge I would go like there's so most of the stimulation is outside it's not in your apartment whereas here most of the stimulation in my apartment <laughs> even though the outside world like obviously has a lot going on it's still like it all roads lead back to here like all the scooters you see outside that stimulate you they're all going to deliver food to someone's home that kind of thing uh, but in New York it's all outside <laughs> and it makes you want to engage externally and that's why I come across so extroverted after living in New York even though I think anybody else that's ever met me in my life would know I'm a deep introvert it surprised a lot of people that I met, but it's just because that's where the stimulation is. And now I've kind of been in this weird limbo of like, uh, 
returning <laughs> inwards. And that transition's really difficult now that I had learned to make all of my support systems external. And I actually don't know how much I like this. I like being forced to be more extroverted when I'm an introverted person. And I really miss that about New York. So, yeah. I talked a lot. I hope you can hear me. This is my little update. Ah! Love beams. I'm so busy tomorrow. I really... uh, I got this one internship that's a research internship that I really wanted and worked hard for, but I have two other on-campus jobs. And I, I don't want my internship anymore. So... That's tough, but it, it's also like now it's important that I've established a relationship that I have to work hard, so I don't want to jinx it. So karma, evil eye, please, knocking on wood, please don't get rid of it. I know I shouldn't talk about that, but I think it's important to express my feelings so that way I can become more grateful for it in the same vein. So, you know, it's like you say the reality that you feel, like the gut reaction that's like, oh, woe is me. And then you actually think about it and you're like, oh, reality would be rough if it went that way. And then you're grateful, and that's why we speak about it instead of acting on it. So you don't have to perpetuate karma yet. I am still really struggling to find motivation. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to find mot- external mode. Ah, everything is so inward, and I got so used to the outward. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Okay, part two of Love Beams. Have a great day.